This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Perville and I'm joined by my co-host, Marky D, Marky Davison. Mark, we've got a lot of people in the live chat. The most I think we've had all off-season. This is fantastic. I think people are pumped. People are pumped. Oh, we're getting excited, aren't we? The, the football's coming back. And this is this is all part of the journey. We got the Hall of Fame on today and uh, three more preseasons. Then we got versus the Bills. Uh, I always forget his name, Josh Allen. I always like, go to say Rosen. Well, Josh Allen signed the biggest contract of being a quarterback. Doesn't matter. TJ Watt, Alex Smith are going to come for you, mate. Oh, TJ's not earning have... that money. <laughs> nah, <laughs> we're I mean, paying I'm it out. So one back of that, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> nah, on on the field, they're going to they're going to you know rough him up a little bit. But you know, we had Aaron Butler in the house, you know, and uh, it's very good. Uh, Jeff put it on Twitter. Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BTSC, you know, he put it out there, and he's exactly right. The market that this sets up for this sets up for the Browns with Mayfield and Jackson Lamar Jackson at the Ravens is fantastic, you know. So you know they're going to spend a heap of money on those guys. But I think the difference with Lamar Jackson, watch for them to sign him to a three-year deal with lots of guaranteed money. That's not going to be a five-year deal because he just hasn't shown that. So it's going to be really interesting because the playing field will really level up, you know, in term, um, you know, level out, I should say. Uh, for the Steelers. But Mark, moving back to that Hall of Fame game, we, we talk about the Hall of Fame. Who found fame this week for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Who was the player that found the most fame for you? So as this conversation has progressed, I had three and now I have five. So uh, I'm going to bring it up. I don't know if you will, so I'll bring this guy up. Kevin Radar with that block nailing that guy to the ground was hilarious. When uh, I didn't have him on my list, but he can have an honorable mention. Yeah, when he when he ran over the the middle linebacker and the strength he showed to push him to the ground and pancake him was just great to watch. Um, it helped uh, Balage score the touchdown, so that was really you know good for me. I think he caught one pass as well. I'm not saying he's going to make the team, but for this game, there's there's a little you know 15 minutes of fame for him for sure. Like if you go back and watch that play, he he nails that guy. It's so good. It's it's like yeah, it's some it's, it's old school steel mentality. Um, it makes you think that the, the run game will be better this year. They're all starting to buy in. Um, other than that, there's only those two plays he had, but I think he has to be mentioned at least once. Yeah. Yeah, I'll back that one. That's a, that's a good one there. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, one of the players on my list, I mean, he's on yours too, Alex Highsmith. I mean, lights out. I mean, talk about someone that goes there and starts proving that legacy, puts some stuff on tape, fires him up. You know, and that's the thing about these games. There's a bunch of players you want to rest, right? Now, Highsmith is penciled in starter, right, opposite TJ. But you need some guys to go out there to create a standard, to you know, to set the benchmark, to be able to put pressure 
you know, on on the, on that offense or if it's the other way around, you know, the offensive pressure on the defense so that the guys that are coming in there to give their, give themselves a shot and, and, you know, throw their hat in the ring can actually do something. And my gosh, Highsmith stepped up. I mean, I know it wasn't, you know, against potentially the top stringers that are playing with the Cowboys, but he was playing against a lot of their starting O-line, you know, and they've got some history there as a very good O-line. Uh, for me, man... He's just got to continue it now. He's just got to build and build and build and, you know, take things slowly. We don't want to overhype and put too much pressure on him. But, wow, he, he turned up to play. He, uh, he did the old spinach move. Mate, he did. And you know what, though? Like, as someone that's watched <laughs> a bit of Melbourne Ingram, he uh, – that looked very – like, I don't want to discount Highsmith having his own spin move because I know he's used it before, but – he looked very much like what Ingram used to do as well, where he'd go and yeah. like, like kind of go to hold and then come off really quickly and go at the last second where the quarterback's like, oh, is he coming? Is he not? Oh, that was an awesome move. He, he looked like a player as well. I know we mentioned uh, Cassius March did look pretty uncomfortable. Uh, Alex Highsmith for the two drives, three drives he had in there, looked so comfortable. It looked like he was ready to verse the Bills week one. Um, he had two tackles for loss, I believe, and he had a, a sack. Uh, do you have a sack? I think he did. Um, he was ready to yeah. play. He was ready to. He knew. He kind of knew that he was only playing these three three drives and then put everything into it. Why not? Why not put everything into it? Show what you can do. Show that you're going to be um, opposite TJ and your, you know, the investment that we wanted out of him. And you, you had his father on the the podcast a few weeks ago, and he's excited. So you can just you can just see that he's ready to play. Like, he was very comfortable in that defense. And it, well, it showed too. Well, that's it. And you know, the other thing about Highsmith is like you talk about three drives and putting it on the and putting it on the tape. Like he's making sure there are no questions about whether he starts or Ingram starts. You know, so this is the thing. And I think we think of them as three rotational guys. The TJ playing the bulk more than most of them. We're we're going to do well because we've got the extra game. We want to manage TJ. We don't want injuries. And TJ played too many snaps last year for me. That's why I had to rest him a game. You know, I'd rather him play in every game. You know, unless we're up by two or three, you know, on the in terms of the game records, but we don't need TJ Watt, you know, playing, you know, the majority of the snaps in every single game. That is not going to do us justice. That's and that's not going to do his body justice. Is your dog a TJ fan? Oh, he smelled a he smelled a Ravens fan in the hallway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, I agree. I think we're both really excited about what Heisman's can do. Aren't we? He looks really good. For everything you're telling me and telling the live chat and the audio guys, what's what's happening with the Highsmith, it's starting to come to fruition. It's looking Man, I've been going on about this yeah. hype train for so long. Yeah. He looks he looks really good. I, and I, it reminds me when uh, you know Lamar Woodley used to wear wear fifty six and he's a rundown quarterback. So uh yeah, look, I'm pretty excited to see if he plays again for one drive, two drives versus the Eagles. Um, even if he had a poor game, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me that much because I know how much he put into the, the Hall of Fame game. And it's only the Hall of Fame game, so it's the extra game. So, yeah, I think he played really well. So who's, your, sure. who's the second player on your list? Um, so like I had before, I had I had, I had Harris to, to, for a mention, but uh, we'll talk yeah, about it. I agree with you. Future. I thought Harris showed up. Like, it, it, you know, he could have – I completely agree with you. I think there are times with his play where he could have literally, like, you know, being disappointing for us. I think you look good. Yeah, well, he was my guy until we, until this conversation went further. Now it's uh, Abdullah. Uh, is that his name? Uh, what number is he? 
Uh, Abdullah Anderson, number sixty-five. Did you see that that sack on the last the last quarter? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, that was just that was unreal. He knocked him into next week. <laughs> that was the one. And actually, he played pretty good. He played pretty good as a, uh, a defensive end kind of guy there. I think he played all right. And yeah, right. look, another guy that he might not make the team, but he's certainly putting on some tape that he can get to the quarterback. And he nailed that guy as well. He um, caused a fumble, I believe, or something happened. But yeah, I was going to talk about Harris, but I think Harris will be talked about forever, the next three or four, forever, really, what he does. <laughs> Harris is comfortable, but yeah, number two is Abdullah. Yeah, right. Okay. I'll back you on that one. Um, yeah, cool. My second one was Haskins, right? And they're going to go nuts. But I'll tell you what, that this is probably the difference for me between him and Mason Rudolph right now. Like, Haskins, there was one point where Haskins went for a scramble. I think he, I think he went up the middle for about eight yards or six yards or something like that when they needed it. And I think it was on second down or whatever it was. But he saw the defense coming in and rushing him. And he went straight up. He went straight up the middle. He had the confidence to do it. He slid at the right time. You know, he didn't try and do too much. I, you know, people talking about like a lot of his check down Charlies. I still think you can see the talent and the, you know, the the ball, you know, the way it comes out of his hands, the, the arm power behind him. I don't know. For me, Haskins, I, I would be lying if for me he wasn't a, he didn't get one of my three, two, ones. So he was the second player for me that I thought did well. I reckon he looks very different to what how uh, Mason Rudolph, you know, looks in the offense. He looks more yeah. comfortable in that offense. He does. And he's only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, there was one pass to the running back on the sideline where he looked everywhere else and went to the running back, and he still got five yards. Another one where he dashed away for five yards on a run. Um, he looks he, yes, they are shorter passes, but they he looks he's more processing. Balanced. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah, he looks more balanced. Yeah. Yeah, and he's processing things faster. He's got to be because you can see it on tape. Like the decision making is like, you know. So, um, yeah, for me that he was the one that like, yeah. And Mike and Mary Hoggard in live chat said he seemed calm and poised. You know, I, I honestly think, and for him to learn behind Big Ben and when I park all the off field stuff aside, you know, I, this could be this could be good for the Steelers. All right. Well, Mark, who was the who was the next player that you had on your list? Who was the final player that you wanted that you would have said found you know fame for you this week? Okay. So yet again, it was going to be Brooks, but I changed my mind at the last because the Brooks had that that fumble recovery. Great recovery. He's and an honourable mention for me, Brooks. He, he, he yep. showed, as they said in the live chat, it might have been um, Brad Jewett, and apologies if I've got it wrong there, but uh, someone definitely said that he showed he could play ball, and, and I agree. Yeah, so I had him until this till we started talking. Now I have Jameer Jones, number 44, because another guy that was just on the edge. And it was because you brought up Cassius Marsh. So maybe think yeah, of it right. like all these other guys that, that Marsh wasn't really doing what he was meant to be doing. However, Q from the U got a second there. Jamar Jones, number 44, played some pretty good football in the fourth quarter. He was very uh relentless coming around the edge and and just showed his motor. So Another guy fighting for the spot. If Cassius Marsh will get cut, then there's another spot that has to be filled. So, um, yeah, as soon as you brought him up, it changed my whole mind of what what, what uh, I thought about who who was the fame. Because you give that guy the start, Marsh, doesn't do anything. When the other folks come in and do something, that's going to put some pressure on you. So, um, Jameer Jones, I think, had a, was a, had a good motor the whole game or the last, last two quarters. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. He had the tackle for a loss. So um, there's a bit of talk about Trey Norwood in the live chat. I thought Trey Norwood looked really good. There are a couple of plays where he was right in the mix there, and there's an interception that he couldn't quite couldn't quite get. Um, but he was the, the, for me, he was where he needed to be. Uh, so I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from Trey Norwood. Was really happy with the pick. Again, think he showed up. My final player we talked about him was Buddy Johnson. There, uh, I just think Buddy. You know, he just showed up on tape. Like he was always around the ball in the right way. He was in the mix. He did the right stuff. You know, that's a game that you could expect him to be a little bit off. You know, his first sort of play, I guess, in in you know NFL sort of style football. You know, for a fourth round pick linebacker, you know, I think people starting to see that he probably could have even gone a little bit higher potentially. I know that seems like a big claim to make after you know what was it like half a game or whatever it was, but. Yeah, I, honestly, I think he validated why the Steelers picked him um, at this point in time. And I, we just got to work out. We got to manage him and bring him on in the right way. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, honestly, Buddy, for me, was the, had to round out my, my sort of three players that found fame. And he, he looked he looked a little, little better than uh, a lot of the other linebackers did as well. Like you mentioned, uh, Marcus Allen, Buddy, definitely. You know, maybe because it was the last few quarters, but he looked more comfortable as well in that role. Um, yeah. And he played well on special teams. Uh, Jennifer says here, uh, Trey Norwood blocking the field goal. That was great. Um, I liked his play when he, the goal line, he got in, involved in a pass and, and broke that up. He played pretty well. Those are the guys that you got to put on tape and go, hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm doing something. So, no, I, th- I think we played a pretty good game overall. I just I just didn't like how the Cowboys moved the ball so easily. But they didn't let Yeah, the score, I know so. what you mean. Yeah, they seemed to march up and down the field at points, and it was it was a bit, you know, a bit concerning. But Mark, do you want to do you want to take us through the new award system that we're going to apply to each game? And then yeah. I think the three, two, one. I mean, I, I think it'd be weird if I went for the three, two, one for the fame guys. So I think my three, two, one set. But if you've got a different one, I think there's a special special system though that we still need to award, at least from my perspective this week. But take the listeners through the new the new system we're putting into play for the season and preseason. Yeah. So we're still working on this, and we have a little code. Or actually, the NHL does it where they give out three stars. So three stars for the best player, second stars, two stars for the second best player, and one star for the uh, the third best player. And the NRL here in Australia does it too. So we do it. Um, choose the best three players, and then at the end of the season. That player gets awarded being the best player um, in the NRL. We're going to try and do it for every game in the season, and you guys can join along too. Um, we're going to do, you know, three points for who we think was the best player that day um, uh, on the Steelers for, for the game and do three, two, one. And we won't always do Hall of Fame and Fame and Lame and stuff like that because I think, you know, um, uh, Justin Lane would be gone, so we can't always mention him. But, yeah, we're going to do three points, two points, one point. And you can have you can have the same manual. I think we do. I have the same. I have very similar. But I've got to say, starting with, um, do we want to start with three points or start with one point? No, we'll start with three. You got to go to the top guy. Yeah. So the, the best guy on the field, I think, had to be number fifty six, Alex Highsmith. Yeah. So I would give him him three points, and how I think he he if he were to play longer, that game was over. Like he he controlled that in his time. The two two drives, he was outstanding. His motor, his passion, the way he the way he felt so comfortable. He read the plays. He spin moved. He was in the backfield. I think he was the best stealer um, out of it, out of all of them. So three points for me. Who would be who would be your three points or your best player? And then we'll, you know, 
Highsmith. What do you reckon? Oh, he was Highsmith. He was the my, my three when we did the fame then, 100% Highsmith. There's no questions. He was there. For me, he was probably the MVP of the game, right? Like, hmm. all right. Well, so in, in, that saying that, oh, well, in saying that, so, so if we were to collect these points and every week we do it, he'll be leading at six points. And every week we can choose. It can be anybody. Just someone who stands up and goes, wow, how did he do that? Or like he made the best impression on us. Um, my number two, we haven't talked about it yet, is number 42, James Pierre. Now, I give him two points because I just like the way he played. I, I know he gave up a few a few um, uh, routes and, 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 you know, a few receptions. However, the few times when he broke on that ball, he also looked like a bit like Highsmith. He looked like he meant to be there. He looked like he was an NFL player. And he was always around a ball, breaking up passes. I just felt if that game goes on, he's getting a pick. He's getting a pick. Like he felt he looked really conditioned. He looked really fit out there. So I would say number two for him. Yeah, I, and it's hard to put him on the found fame list because like there's been a lot of hype around him. But like I – there was one – and I think Pierre is someone that needs to warm up in games. But like there was a, there was a pass in the first quarter. He was up on the guy and he wasn't – he just went for the tackle. He could have gone for the pass breakup, uh, and he didn't put himself in front of the ball. And I actually thought that was the play almost out of the whole game that where he was marking up on a guy where he could have got that interception on that pass breakup. So, um, yeah, for me, look, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of think with two there, like it was Buddy Johnson for me. I just thought he showed up. I just thought he really showed yeah. up. I just thought he, I, you know. Yeah, I, I thought he did enough for people to start getting a bit more confident in what he can do. So, but I I can understand why you wanted to put Pierre in there. I really can. We uh we should when we do this for the regular season when it ends, we should get some a uh, bit of money together. We should write them a letter, Maddie. <laughs> we should write the winner, whoever it is, send them an Aussie letter. We can do that. We can find their PO box. That's what we'll do. We'll say, "Good on you, mate. You won the competition from two of these guys down under." Um, hey, so. You got three points, or you know, Alex Highsmith heading into the second week, he'd be on six points, right? Now, number one, or the one point I would give away has to be mentioned is uh, Presley Harvin. I think he he did some like, like, what what are your thoughts? I don't mind. What are your thoughts about Harvin? He played pretty well, right? Well, this is the thing. Like, so everyone's like, yeah, he was the MVP. I mean, big press. Jeff talks about him like he's the quarterback. Um, he doesn't find fame for me because we know that he's got a big boot. We know that he was going to play well. So how could, for me, he's not finding fame because we're already aware of him. That's why I wasn't on my but, list. But, but he can still get he can still get the one point. Look, yeah, all right. I'll give my one point to I'll give my one point to Percy Harvin. The thing, the thing give is, it, though, make that, the people happy. Make the people happy. That kick that he did to the one yard line that was I, awesome. I, I, I rewatched awesome. it. Right, I rewatched it. And you don't even need the gunners to do, to field it. It would have stopped. It bounced two times, it, and it was it was never going into the end zone. It, yeah, because if you watch where the way he, the spin that he put yeah. on the ball, it literally ah uh, now. Don't, and then uh, we let we, we let up a twenty yard run. So you can't do that. But yeah, that, uh, well, yeah, it was I think it was like thirty. It was twelve thirty yards. That was <laughs> see that was horrible, right? But that goes yeah. back to who's on the field there. You know, we talk about Mondo. We talk about Bugs. I mean, Bugs was. Someone Alan was me, there too. Like Bugs's helmet to helmet hit for roughing the passer mm-hmm. really got me. Like that—that that was something that he should be above. But 
Um, yeah, all right. We'll give we'll give Percy the hub and the one. You can't give us. I don't think you can give a special team uh, unless they kick a fifth. Uh, you know, fifty-five plus field goal. I don't think you can give them. A, um, you know, the one of the three-two yeah. ones. Well, but. let's let's ask the live chat. Who do you think was overall the the best player for for three points? We don't don't have to do three-two-one, but just put in the live chat now. Who do you think in audio, guys? Too, you can play the game as well. Who do you think it was uh, the best overall player um, for the Steelers? We've had Highsmith. We agree. Um, one thing we want to tease as well, we might be doing this in the future for the regular season, is just pointing out, like with me and uh, Maddie Fuller here, the, the Manly Seagulls, and then, and then um, they, they come from Manly, and that's that's like their, their mentality. So we want to maybe bring up a player each week at the end of the show or near the show that we just thought that um, had that, that grit, toughness, steel mentality, courage, spirit, Manly. And I believe, like, if, if I were to give a award, award out this year or, or this week for my Manly award, and we haven't talked about him, would be uh, Kalen Balage. I think he played incredible football. I think he got first downs. He um, he got the touchdown. He seems to me that he really wants to be a stealer, and he's the one that I, that I you know, didn't have an outstanding game, but he got the, the yards he needed to get. See, I really liked, and I'm not just saying because it it's now a problem in the live chat, but it's reminded me because I scratched his name out with the 3-2-1, but I thought Miles Killebrew from a Manly Award, like I thought he was in there like anything else. And when I said earlier about Marcus Allen and I said there was a player that we, you know, might be able to take some of those snaps and the schematic elements of it, it is Miles Killebrew. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. And I, I envisage that over the next few weeks he's probably making the three, two, one, if he can if he can build on what he what he proved last week. But yeah, I, we need to go back. We had a we had a super chat from Snowman. Oh, did uh, we? oh. yeah, we like I did see it, but I wanted to bring it up. But uh, Snowman t- puts his five dollars in the tip jar, um, which is quite usual for Snowman. Snowman, and we're, we're thankful for it. He says, "No love for Percy Harvin. That punny put on the one yard line was great." Well, yeah, you know it, it, exactly. I, you know, I think we we completely agree with that. Um, but we've got to let the 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 big press PR train, you know, be be you know driven and and steamed along through by a few of the other. BTSC podcasters, but no, Percy Harvin showing him showing up, and Mark and I are happy to see our you know our countrymen you know pack his bags. I think there's some. I think Brad Jewett's offered to pack his bags in the live chat. Yeah, he's, <laughs> um, oh no, Snowman has. Snowman has. He's, he's had his time. He's had his time. He's been a, been a steal. I think the Percy Harvin was looked really well on the field. Um, even the the line drive he did where it, it shanked and or I don't know if he meant it. But the other guy couldn't catch that, and I'll know that. I know you attested this too. If we get anyone wants to put in some some live chat questions before we finish, um, you know, some of these these uh, footballs they hit in the NRL, they really put some spinach on it, and you want you kind of wish you could see that in some punters, couldn't you? Because some of these, the, the way that Harvin did it to the uh, returner, he couldn't catch it. There was no way it just went. It was going everywhere. It was uh, like a banana kick. That's it. That's it. So now we're up to Q and A. I think I wanted to go back and see what some of the points have been put in. You know, and David said three points for Harvin. Oh, so he's going the whole way. EJ said Highsmith for three. Owen David said two points for Highsmith. Ariel seventy five said Elvis number six was the best. Ah, oh, she's jumping on Bad's Elvis train. Ooh, um, it's not that bad a nickname. I just think they give Bad a hard time about that. One point to Antoine Brooks. That's fair from Owen. Owen David. Uh, three points from Steelers Chick to Harvin, two to Highsmith, one Ballage. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so yeah, there's some interesting, interesting picks there. Um, 
Ariel <laughs> says that one punt at the one was Nintendo Unreal. <laughs> That's great. That's great. It was it was unreal. I tell you what though, Harvin is setting himself up for a big fall when he shanks a punt. There are gonna be some people that are gonna be yeah. absolutely livid amongst our BTSV family when he finally shanks a punt. And it's gonna happen. Like well, he, has, he hasn't won the up. job yet, but he did put some good things on tape for sure. Um, he has a good, a good, uh, big leg and look, the turnover helps him as well. The turnover, I think he had inside the 10 yards three times. Um, yeah, it looks good so far. You know, he's not going to, not a Hall of Famer yet, but, uh, yeah, you can still be, still be excited about him for sure. And Barry's got a lot of pressure on him too. Um, you know, for like, if I was Barry, I, I would, do you find another team? I don't know. Do you, do you come home? Or, oh, I think you'll get you know, picked. I think you'll get picked up by someone. I know yeah. he didn't He's, last year, but it was a bit different with the co like with the way COVID was at that stage. I, I honestly think someone will pick him up. Because he didn't have the worst yeah. year last year. Yeah. Well, if, if and it must be hard too because we rate uh, uh big press right now, but Jordan Berry didn't get to show his talents, so maybe next game. Um, but it's I don't know, you gotta give the the young guy a chance. I would like to see the young guy have a good chance to to make it. And I think that Berry has played um Six years is pretty long. It's three years longer than the NFL career. Yeah. So he's, he's done yeah. well. Like he's, he's an Aussie. He's done really well. Well, that's it. Like, and, you know, <laughs> Bradshaw Mason is garbage. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> just throwing it in there, just absolutely going going straight yeah, up. Was that, even, was that even part of the conversation? You know, uh, one man's trash is another man's uh, treasure, I guess, but maybe not for us. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well then, okay. Who who's going to start before we start in the show? Who's going to start next week? Does it does it matter? Do we have um, Haskins in there or Mason? Uh I mean, Brad. Brad says my dog like he man. He he like yeah. He he could. Um, I love how as well we've got some new faces and there's uh, people that have been on this journey of like of Matty's dog for a while as yeah. because I've had like a 10 month puppy that I got like a couple of weeks into the season. So uh, that's, that's, that's great. Um, He's got we've got a little bit of time too. We've got a, a bit, a couple more minutes because I think they're only up to, um, to James in the hall of fame. I was trying to pull it up just before. Um, but yeah, from starting next week, I think you're right. Like, you know, Haskins, I, I want to see more from Haskins. I want to see more in the first team with from Haskins. Um, so, yeah, and I want to see them also, like, I want to see Najee catch a few more balls. I want to see what he can do in the receiving game too. So uh, that's, I guess, what I'm, what I'm hey, really keen on. Are you excited just as much for the second game than you were the, the first game? Okay, so I don't mean to be the dampener in the, um, you know, <laughs> the Eeyore of the group. Uh, like, I was excited to see football back, but, like, this game, like, for me, it can only really, like, there's, as I said, there were some guys that needed to show fine fame. There were some guys that, you know, were obviously not going to come up to scratch. That's just, you know, pure physics. And... <laughs> I kind of am more keen to see the other games. Like this game over at the Hall of Fame, I think the Steelers took it more seriously and the Cowboys and so on to a degree as well, more seriously than what other teams have taken the Hall of Fame game, given how many Steelers were going in. But these games seem like can be really exhibition style sometimes. So, you know, I want to see this keep rolling. I want to see the build up. I'm probably more excited 
Well, because we don't know how the Steelers are going to approach it from the quarterback perspective and first teams and stuff because it's four games, including the Hall of Fame game, and then it's three preseason games for most teams. But I, I'm feeling like the the second game, the third preseason game for the Steelers may be the game that might be super interesting to watch because we'll be getting a feel for where people are starting to fall in the pecking order. But, yeah, that, that's just where I'm feeling at the moment. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the Hall of Fame game's turf? Like for, for me, it looked like it was made out of concrete on some certain plays where players would just, they get tackled and they drop like Deontay's knees got dropped. Uh, Claypool, do you have any, any thoughts on, on the, the, the turf? It didn't, I don't know if it's grass. It didn't look like grass. Yeah. I mean, we know that there are other people that have had injuries there that have, you know, ruined careers. Um, at least that didn't happen. You know, that's probably the best thing. Maybe, maybe you know, who got the three points is the field because it didn't ruin anyone's career. <laughs> you know, that, that found fame at the Hall of, at the Hall of Fame game. Um, yeah, but look, Clarence brings it up. I'm not too thrilled with any of the quarterbacks. I, I can sort of share that sentiment only because I don't think there's a clear backup right now. And I think that's a bit dangerous when you go into the season. We've also got a bit of chat around James Washington in there. I mean, look. I understand it. He's in a contract year. I, like, I get it. Um, you know, if the Steelers keep him, I don't think he's going to be a toxic to the culture. I don't think he's that sort of guy. I talked a little bit earlier. So we did talk about it in part one, about an option where you could, you know, trade him with Rudolph to bring in a guy like Deion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. And if you actually go and look at the money, it, it is possible. The Steelers may need to make a couple other contractual moves with their existing roster to make that happen. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there are teams with Washington that would be lights out. So for, my, for me, as long as we can get a fourth round or higher, given where he was drafted and given he's proven proven that, and people will sit there and go, oh, we're not going to get it. Well, then go out and get an O-lineman. But if someone really wants Washington, it's, it's power. And, the power is with the Steelers, right? Washington wasn't going to be the top three wide receivers for us, right? We have Ray Ray. I think Bussy, I'm continuing to want to see a bit more out of him. We've got Najee. We've got Freemuth. We've got Ebron. Ebron's basically like a wide receiver. Let's see what other teams want to give us for Washington. Let's see what they want to give us, you know, quite quickly as well as they want to get him in and ingrained throughout the start of the season. Because there could be a team sitting there going, oh, we're interested, what have you, and then they lose a wide receiver. Like what if Seattle, what if Metcalf does his ACL? You know, what if, you know, one of their other guys, you know, gets injured there? So for me, I, I don't I don't think we need to have a quick move on this. I don't I don't think that stands us in good stead. At the end of the day, we've got him for the full year, uh, and that's the, that's the deal. And if he holds out, it's not necessarily really affecting us until we have an injury. And touch wood, we don't. So uh, I don't want the Steelers to get you know a bargain deal for this. We, we're we're the ones that hold the power in this. But at the same time, let's be respectful to the player. And, and if he does really want to be traded and there's something that can't be worked out, then fine. Um, you know, and Xavier Howard, we're talking about him. Xavier Howard wants a new deal. We That's that's going to be a distraction. So, and again, you know, if the O-line is the question right now, is there someone that you can trade? And, I mean, if I'm another team, I'm not trading an O-lineman. So, you know, this close to the, the season almost. But let's wait for the cuts as well because there's teams that, like, honestly – that we, we might trade for that player right now, and it's a player we could have picked up anyway. I think, you know, we've just got to hold our, hold our you know, ace ace for a little bit here, you know. Well, if you're an Uno fan, you don't play your draw four at the start of the game, right? You save it till they call Uno. Uh, 
I'd play it whenever. Yeah, hey, look, I don't mind that he asked for a trade. Um, two trains of thought for me, two trains of thought right now is um, if I was Washington, you could be a stealer and you've got a great locker room, a great city, a great team, uh, and you're just part of the, the championship run. However, maybe he wants to go and do his own thing. And, you know, maybe he wants a bigger role. And he said to his boss, hey, boss, can I get some some more reps or can I get some more more work? And the boss says, oh, we haven't got the hours for you, mate. Oh, okay, well, then what about other companies? Can I get transferred to that? That's all he's doing. That's all, that's all he's really doing. He's like, can I go work somewhere else and then we, we can figure something out? They're not yelling at each other saying, trade me because, you know, I'm, I'm really, really disappointed. Just, I just feel like he wants something a little bit better to maybe put his craft out there and, and see what he can do in, in other NFL cities. However, I don't see any ill will with, towards each other. I think if he does stay, they don't trade him, then he, I think he'd be just happy playing playing the game. And then maybe next year, uh, I haven't seen any, any tantrums. The thing I find really funny about it, though, you never hear it from the player. You just hear it from Adam Schefter. And then we get – then it just snowballs into this effect of um, – But also, know, James, Mike Tomlin was asked about this, right? And Mike Tomlin said basically – you know, rubbished, rubbished it right now. Like, you know, he can be holding face for the franchise, but like, I, I don't know. I just, for me, you do, I'm saying, I think we do need to trade him. I think it's unfair not to, if, if we really aren't going to have a role for him. And I, we were, talk, we've talked about this before as well. When we talked about the surprise or style and, and you said might be a surprise. And I said, I don't know how he can find, he's going to find targets. Um, so I do think that they should trade him. I just think we need to make sure that we're getting something from it because right now trading for a fifth or a six, I actually don't think is value for us. That's just my, my view. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think that that pretty much wraps up Steelers touch down under for this week. Marky D, anything you want to say to close out the show? Hey, in, enjoy the Hall of Fame. I think we have the speeches coming up or the, the Edrin's on right now, but yeah, enjoy the, the whole week and um um yeah everyone keep safe and let's have a good time like i'm super excited football's back um i know you are deep down in your your steeler heart you're excited too to to, to see see what's going on um yeah let's and, and I'm, I'm keen to get out of lockdown because my hair's going down almost near my shoulders um i'm very just happy i'm happy to to see them play yeah man we got the clippers out yesterday i ordered the clippers and we got the clippers <laughs> out and we went, oh, here we go, and we, we did an all right job. Uh, but uh, it's all credit to to my fiance there for making sure that one. My mom was getting wild and woolly. I don't know. I don't know. Get the clippers out, Mark. I might have to find them somewhere. Yeah, well, my, my little uh, gray tinge comes in a little bit here because I'm, you know, I'm 31. But uh, I'm just gonna keep, keep rolling with it until we let out. So we'll see what happens. But we've now I have we have football to keep us occupied now. So that's something. <laughs> that's it. All right, well, everyone, have a fantastic week. And as always, Mark, go Steelers.